0: In our current series, we will be walking through the Psalms, picking out our favorite passages. We're focusing not only on what they say, but also on how they are an expression of worship. We will see how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who He is and what He has done. We will point out the greatness of God and recognize His faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we are going to praise Him, learn of Him, and celebrate His goodness. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures focusing on Psalms 8. Hello, I'm Kim Miller of Women
2: at the Well Ministries alongside Erica Close. Hello everyone. And I'm so excited because not only are we talking about one of my favorite psalms, we are talking about my favorite psalm, which is Psalms 8. And Erica is going
0: to read it in your hearing tonight. All right, let's go. Psalms 8, starting in verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens and the work of thy hands, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, What is man, that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands, thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth.
2: Thank you for reading that. I love how this passage of Scripture opens with praise and it closes with praise. And as you read and look at this passage of Scripture, verses 1 through 3 talk about the majesty, the greatness, the awe of who God is. And then verses 5 through 9 or five through eight, continue in that same thing about how we are above the things that are on the earth and how he has made us to have dominion over the works of the earth and how God has dominion over all things. But passed in between that is that fourth verse. And it says, What is man that thou art mindful of him? and the Son of Man that visitest him. And when I think about that verse, just in and of itself, that here I am, a mere mortal, born with a sinful nature, absolutely nothing impressive about me. But the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who makes the heavens and the earth, and all things are under his control. He is mindful of me. and the Son of Man. And Jesus visiteth me. He visits with me. He walks with me, and he talks with me, and he guides me and he leads me, and the Holy Spirit within me instructs me. And Jesus. Cares about everything about me. That in and of itself is not only mystifying, it's amazing. It's
0: really amazing when we consider who we are and who God is. I love that in the beginning of this psalm, as you described how it's in like two pieces with that amazing verse right in the middle, you know, in the beginning of the psalm, it talks so much about how the Lord created the heavens and the earth. And that when we think about that, you know, it's it's sort of mind-boggling, right? We can't even imagine how big the universe is. We can't imagine the scale of the universe. We can't imagine everything that is in the universe, let alone all the things, you know, that are on this earth. And then we think that the Lord made all those things. I love that it says, like, the work of his fingers, It makes me just imagine these amazing, amazing godly hands putting all of this together. And the one who put all of that together also put me together. But more importantly, he didn't just make me. As you said, he thinks about me. He visits me. And I can't imagine the same fingers putting the universe together, putting me together in all of the intricacies of the universe and all the intricacies of us. Still knowing us and yet still wanting to spend all this time with us. I love
2: how it says, with his fingers, it says the work of our fingers, he touched us. Mm-hmm. And when you put your touch on something, just the connotation of hands-on. That means somebody's involved. They're in it. They are all in, and they are intricately involved, and that's what God is with our lives. He didn't just create us and leave us. He didn't save us and go away. He wants an intimate relationship with us, one where we are communing one with another. He wants to have a presence in our life, and we are significant to him. And those first verses talk about how amazing he is, but I love how it also says that because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. We have the touch of the master's hand on us, which creates in us an amazing change and gives us all power and everything that we need. But he stills the enemies and the avengers of our soul and of our lives. But we have to let him in. We have to allow him to visit with us and have his visit with us change us And that's what's so incredible about this psalm is that this excellent God, his name is power, his name is love, his name is hope, his name is courage, his name is provider, his name is provision, his name is all things that we need it to be because he is the great I am. And whatever we need him to be, that's who he is. And this God loves us so much that he hands-on created us and hands on molds us, and he hands on lives with us, and he leads us, and he guides us, and he stays with us. And then it looked a little bit further in here as you get in five, and he says, "We're made a little lower than
0: the angels, but you know what the angels cannot say." I do. What? They cannot say that they have been redeemed.
2: Amen. Hallelujah. But we have. <laughs> we have. They 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 have no concept of what it means to once been lost and then be found. They have no concept of the grace of Jesus.
0: Cause they never needed it. And the relationship we have with him is so much sweeter because of that. I think. Right. The In angels my angels
2: do what God says and they do his bidding. But nowhere in the scriptures does it say he's their, their friend.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He says, greater friend hath no man than this, than a man would lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus laid his life down for us, us, for an intimate, involved relationship. And he tells us that we have dominion over the works of our hands. And if you notice that he said in verse 2, That, what does he say about the hands, the fingers? Verse 3. In verse 3, he says, when I consider thy heavens the work of thy fingers. Mm -hmm. And then he says, we have dominion over the work of our hands. So we have dominion over the things that we do with our hands. God should have dominion over the work of his hands, which we should submit to the will of God Mm -hmm. and allow him to mold us and make us and create in us who we should be. And this is what chapter 8 is all about to me. It's about this amazing God who opens up, Psalmist like opens up with how excellent he is, and it closes with how excellent he is. Then he tells us the amazing things about him, and then he tells us that he visits with us, and then he shows us what he gives us. And he gives us this thread of God created us with the work of his hands, gives us the authority over the things we have the work of our hands, which ultimately means we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Therefore, we should allow him to have dominion over our lives because he's mindful of us. It ties the entire gospel story in these simple nine verses,
0: two of which are repeats. They're repeated because they're important. And I love when Psalms have bookends, when they start and they close with the same thought. I think it brings it all back together. I believe that you cannot read Psalms 8
2: and not understand the overwhelming love of Jesus, the matchless grace that he bestows, and the incredible gift that he wants a personal relationship And he longs to visit with you. In Revelation 3.20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Are we opening the door, Erica? Are we allowing him full reign in and out of our life to visit every room of our heart? Are we listening for the knock? Oh, how he loves us. Lord, oh Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Oh, Lord, oh Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. And it's our prayer that you will take a look at Psalms 8 and that you will let him visit in your heart not just during that moment, but in every moment of every day because you are truly loved.
0: Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash WATWM, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at WATWM.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you, and you are loved.
1: She's a, She's a happy girl. She's a happy girl. Living life for Christ. She's a happy girl. Not that Colin never comes to plague her soul. She's just no